So what we're trying to do is we're trying to create and make ways that we can get the word of God out into the hedges and highways and compel them to come. Um, so I thank God, you know, I thank God for the young people because I wouldn't think about putting the service on a podcast and then somebody, so as the messages come and um, last week's message, something didn't go right so he couldn't post that. But as the messages come and he's able to post them, then they can be archived and people can go and listen and you can share with other people and they can go and hear the word of God. And I think that is a blessing that just lets us know that um, we're able to, to do that and continue to spread the gospel. But last week we talked about being chosen and the scripture that I came from was um, in John, John the 15th chapter. Does everybody remember that verse? John, John 15, 16. And so the, the word of God said, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. So we found out last week that it wants you to chose to this life of salvation, but the Lord chose you, Jesus chose you. And so he has chosen us. And so this week we're gonna talk about being set apart and appointed. Because we know that when you are, um, when you're chosen, you're set apart and you are, uh, you are appointed. What have you been appointed for? As we go into this fast, we want to begin to think about what it is that we're appointed for. You know, as you start talking to people, people don't recognize that, that before they were born, God already had a plan for their life. You know, just so you know, we talked in, um, this, this morning in Sunday school, and I want to encourage people that can get up earlier to come on and join us in Sunday school, because our Sunday school lessons are very good. But this morning, we were in um, the book of Genesis. We were in the book of Genesis, right? And in Genesis, it was talking about, it was in the section after um, Sarah and Abraham had had Isaac. And um, we know the story of Abraham and Sarah. Uh, the Lord had given Abraham a promise and he said that he was going to have, his descendants was going to be more than the number of stars that he, that he could see in the sky. Well, um, Elizabeth, Sarah was, a barren, was barren and she couldn't have children. And Sarah got in her head that um, she was going to help the Lord out. And since she still couldn't have a child and they had worked toward having a child and she was still getting older and no child had come, she decided that the best thing to do to get this seed, this promised seed, was that um, Abraham would go in and have a child with Hagar. And so in the, the, um, in the, the, top, in the time of us going over this lesson, it was, it was just so profound. And I don't know, sometimes you read the Word of God and things just pop out in your head. And um, just looking at the fact that she got upset while Hagar was carrying this child and she put the child out and the Lord spoke to Hagar and told her to go back and the promises that um, God gave uh, Hagar for this son that Abraham had fathered even before he was born. There was a promise that he was going to take care of him even in his manhood. And that's in the word of God. He said he gave her that promise while she was carrying her son. And then after the child was born, it was, I think we studied it in the lessons, 14 years later after Ishmael was born, 
that then comes Isaac, the seed of promise. And the young boy did something that, did, that got on Sarah's nerves, and Sarah was ready for Ishmael and his mama to go again. And even though Abraham didn't necessarily want to send away his son, the Lord told Abraham to do as your wife said. Now y'all done went out there and done wrong, and you call yourself trying to help me, but do what, what your wife has said. And so he sent her on out. And so Haggai had gotten out. They had drinking all the water and whatever else Abraham had gave them. And she put her son under a, a bush to allow him to die because at that point they didn't have it. But the Lord heard Ishmael's cry is what the word of God said. He heard the cry and he told her again that he was going to be, he was going to make it into adulthood and the promises that he had. Because even though we go out and we do wrong, God is still able to bless. So what am I trying to say? How am I taking what we did in Sunday school and linking it into what I'm getting ready to talk to you all about? Even though, even in the womb, God has a plan. We need to be able to let people know in the womb when you were created, when you were formed. The word of God says in, um, in Jeremiah, the first chapter, Jeremiah 1 verse, verse 5 said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. You know, people don't, people don't realize that. Young girls that have, mother, that have babies out of wedlock, they don't, they don't realize that. That before I formed you in the belly, I knew thee. He knew each and every one of us. He knew these people that we tried to minister to and try to encourage to come into the house of God. He knew them. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, so before you were even birthed out of your mother's womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, in this particular word, he was talking about, this was about, uh, uh, I want to say, Jeremiah. But take this word for each one of ourselves, before you were created in your mother's belly, your mother may not have even been thinking about you creating you when you were formed. Your father wasn't necessarily thinking about you before you were formed, but guess who was thinking about you? God was thinking about you. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee. He sanctified each one of us for a purpose. I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. He has ordained us for a purpose in this world. Every individual that is born of a woman has a purpose in this world. We have been set apart and appointed. But you got to seek God to know what you have been set apart and appointed for. What is it that God has called you to do? Let me go to this Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 and 5. We want to put this word in our heart and that we will know because there's going to be times that Satan is going to try to talk to us and let us and tell us that we are nothing, that God is not thinking about us. But I'm here to refute every lie that, dev that the devil will try to tell you that there is no purpose for you. God has created each one of us for a purpose. It says here, Jeremiah, Jeremiah was keenly aware of the calling of God and the life he had determined had been determined by God 
from before his conception. I want to get you to understand that before you was conceived, God knew that you were going to be born, you were going to be created, and you were going to be born for a purpose for his will. So Jeremiah knew that he had a calling on his life. And we have to know as children of God that we have been called and we have been appointed. There is a purpose that God has for each one of our lives. As God's word became a reality in his life, the prophet understood that God knew him and had called him into proclaiming a critical message at a critical point in history. Jeremiah was called to be a prophet to the nations, to speak to the nations and to the people, to tell them things, to reveal things for people to understand. God has called us to tell people that we come across, to let people know who God is, to be able to be a witness for somebody. We have been called for a purpose and he created us for a purpose. We've got to walk in the purpose that God has called us in. The word new refers to an, uh, um, an intimate knowledge that comes from the relationship and a personal commitment. We got to be intimate. When we go into these 21 days, this 21 day fast, we're gonna have to make up in our minds that we're gonna have some intimate time with God. We're gonna have to put in some time with God, some time to rest in Him, to, some time to hear what He's saying, some time to meditate on his word so he can speak to us intimately so we our relationship will grow we got to commit ourselves are we ready to commit ourselves to doing the things that god has called us to do the intimate relationship has been apparent that god is sanctifying the work that jeremiah had to set him apart. We're gonna to have to make sure that as we go into this fast, we're gonna to to set ourselves apart. There's gonna be some times we're gonna to to move away from family and friends so we can hear what the word of God is trying to say. So we can hear what God is trying to tell us. I believe this is the year that we're gonna have, have some divine revelation and that the blessings and the, the gifts that God has gifted us and the things that God has called us to do are going to begin to blossom and grow in this year. Because we are looking to know who God is more intimately. We're looking to have a deeper relationship with him. To be able to hear his voice when he's speaking to us. If you don't know how to know his voice, then you've got to end this time praying, Lord, show me and let me know when I hear your voice so I can learn when I hear your voice to respond in obedience. When you tell me this morning I had the TV on. This is, this is how I know we got to learn to do it. I had the TV on and I started looking at the um, at the Sunday school lesson. As soon as I turned on the TV, I read the, the, the passages for the Sunday school lesson or the scriptures for the Sunday school lesson and the next thing happened, the phone rang. It was Bishop telling me that he wasn't feeling good. But I had turned the TV off. The Spirit told me to turn the TV off. And, and I was thinking about the Sunday school lesson and, and, the, and, and, and just looking at the scripture and how even though Sarah and Abraham had done wrong, how God still blessed the seed that, 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 that Abraham had done that wasn't right because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. And the Spirit was speaking to me as to turn the TV off. And almost immediately, 
almost not 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 five minutes later, he called and let me know that you, I'm sorry, but you're gonna need to, to bring the message today. And I'm thinking I've got to learn better. I got to learn more. That when the spirit tells me to turn the TV off, when the spirit tells me to go upstairs and study, when the spirit tells me to do these things, I've got to be obedient and do the thing. The spirit speaks to us. And a lot of times, we are thinking that it's something else talking to us. And it's not something else talking to you. It's the Spirit talking to you, telling you, do this, do that. And so we've got to tune our ears. In this fast, let us tune our ears to know what God is saying. Jeremiah was set apart. We, as the children of God, are going to be set apart. People got to look at us different. We can't be like everybody else. We have been sanctified. He has sanctified us. He sanctified us. He called us by name. He called us for a purpose. Even in our mother's womb, there was a purpose. There's a purpose for every individual that is listening under the sound of my voice. There is a purpose. But do you know your purpose? Do you know your calling? Do you know what God has set you aside to do? And if you don't know, you need to be seeking God. Jeremiah's role was to be a prophet to the nation of Judah as well as a messenger of God for all nations. What is it God wants you to tell? Who is it that God has put in your path that he wants you to talk to? And that he's given you the words to say to these people because somebody else may say it and they'll never receive it. But because God has called you to do it, they're going to receive what he has told you. So we're set apart, and you need to know without a shadow of a doubt that you've been set apart. You were not born by mistake. You were not a mistake. People think that there are mistakes, but you were not a mistake. It came out in, Sunday, in the Sunday school lesson that Sarah and Abraham had made up in their mind that they were going to help God out. Who was to say that Hagar could have been just as barren as Sarah was? God did not have to allow uh, Hagar to have Ishmael but because of God permissive will and even though they did wrong and it was not what God desired God still blessed so we have to be able to let people know yes you're going to sin yes you're going to do wrong but we serve a merciful God that even in the midst of your sin there is a punishment that you're going we're going to have to pay so Sarah's punishment was she had to deal with that woman that she had to deal with that woman that was able to have that child instead of her. She had to deal with that. That's a punishing thing. It didn't make her feel good that she had this, that she allowed her husband to lay with another woman and she was able to have his child. That did not feel well. It made her feel bad. It made her feel bad to the point that she put her out. She wanted to go. She not only wanted to go one time while she was carrying the child, but after the child came, she wanted her out again. Sometimes we're going to have to pay for the things that we do. But God is so merciful. Even though they did wrong, Ishmael still was going to be blessed. So we do wrong. Sometimes people think that I've done wrong and God will never forgive me. Stop believing that lie. Let people know that's a lie straight from the pits of hell. The devil will have you believe that you have done wrong and God will never forgive you. But that is not the God that we serve. And you have to be the one that lets somebody know. God already knew that you was going to do that. God already knew the sins that you were going to commit. You've just got to go to God and ask him for forgiveness. You, we are set apart. 
we are set apart and we are appointed. First Peter, the second chapter, verse nine says, First Peter, second chapter, verse nine, but we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who are we? We are chosen. I told you last week, you did not choose salvation. You did not choose to live for Christ. You didn't even choose really to get up. The Lord put it on your heart to get up and come to church. The devil could have told you something to make you believe that you didn't need to go to church today, but you didn't allow the devil to speak nothing to your mind because God said, get up and come into the house of the Lord today. So you were obedient, and when we are obedient, we are blessed. But we have to know we are a chosen generation. God has not left to chance who will be a part of this unique body of people. He called us. He called more people. Everybody just won't answer the call. Everybody just won't answer the call. But he's called many. He's um, the, he, a group who will serve him. Are we the group that's going to serve him? He has reserved the decision for himself, a royal priesthood. We are believers that are transformed not only internally but externally. We are, we are transformed. We are transformed people. We are king's children. We are royal priesthood. People can't treat us any kind of way. And we have to know that. You have to know that you are royalty. You are God's select. You are God's chosen. And when we are God's chosen, we can rest assured that God is going to take care of his children. And that's good to know. Believers are transformed. We are transformed. We are a priesthood that functions in a, in a ruling capacity as kings. You, we're not little crabs. We're not spiders. We are king's kids. We are supposed to be treated as king's kids. We got to treat ourselves as king's kids. We have to know that we are worthy to have the best. We are worthy to be the best. We are worthy to be able to be seen as God's children, as kings and queens. We are royalty in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Believers are unified. We are a unified group of people who are set apart for God. We're set apart. You're set apart. So you got to watch who you associate with. You got you to gotta watch who you hang around. You got you to gotta watch who who you um, associate yourself with on, on a regular basis. It, we can't be a part of everybody's crowd. We just can't because we are royal priesthood. We are set apart. We are unified for God's purpose and for God's will, his own special people. God protects those whom he has adopted into his family. He protects us. So when things come, we have to know that protection is coming for his people. We are protected from the shields of the enemy. We are protected. When we pray that no weapon formed against us will prosper, we have to believe that no weapon that is formed against us is going to prosper. We have to believe that tongues that come against us, that the Lord is going to condemn, that we don't have to fight our own battles, that God is going to fight the battles for us. A lot of times, 
Satan has all of these things that he bring up against us, but we have to continue to stay fast in prayer. We have to continue to call on the name of the Lord and believe that the Lord is taking care of us, that the Lord is keeping us, that he is watching over us. And then we have to make sure that we hear him when he speaks. And when, he, when we hear him when he speaks, we have to be obedient. That's just like when we leave this place. If we normally leave and we turn right, but the Spirit of God tell us to turn left, we need to go ahead on and turn left and not say, but Lord, this is the way that I always go. Because we don't know if there's an accident or that has taken place on this side. Or maybe there's an accident that's getting ready to take place. And if you go ahead on and make that left-hand turn instead of the right-hand turn the way God has called you to do, then you're going to be wrapped, tied, and tangled up in that accident. We don't know when God is speaking, but when he speaks to us, we have to be obedient. So we have to say, Lord, when you speak to me, help me, Lord, be obedient. Lord, when I hear your voice, help me to do the things that you have called me to do. Lord, as I go into this fast, help me to have Father, not allow Satan to rationalize in my mind why I don't need to do this or that. Because what Satan will do in your fast, he'll speak to you. How do you know that he's going to speak to you? Because when Jesus was on his fast, he spoke to Jesus. So if he spoke to Jesus, then you ought to know that he's going to speak to you. So we can't rationalize. If God has told us to turn off the TV, turn it off. If God had told us to leave the social media alone, leave it alone. If God had told us to turn out our plate, then turn out our plate. And when Satan comes, we got to rebuke the enemy because the Lord is calling us to do greater things. He's calling us to be set apart. He's calling us to be appointed to do his work. So we've got to hear him. We got to hear him. We got to hear him. Hear him speaking to us. And if he speaks to us, then we know. Let's go to Romans, the 12th chapter. Romans, the 12th chapter, let us know in these first two verses. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the, by, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. We've got to be a living sacrifice. We've got to walk being sacrificial. Walk sacrificing our desires for the things that God would have us to have. We've got to sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God. What is it we may be doing that is not holy and acceptable unto God? Sometimes the only way, the only way you're going to know when you're not holy and acceptable unto God is when you're seeking him and asking him, Lord, is this that I'm doing holy and acceptable? Is how I carry myself holy and acceptable? The conversations I find myself in, is it holy and acceptable? The way that I worship and praise your name, is it holy and acceptable? Have I offered up sacrifice Sacrifices of praise to you today, dear God, the way that you would have me to do. Is it holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service? Reasonable means is that he's not going to ask you to do anything that's outside of what you need to do. He's not going to ask you to do anything that's unseemly. He's not going to ask you to do anything that's unreasonable. So when it's time for us to worship and praise God, it's not unreasonable to say hallelujah. It's not unreasonable to say thank you, Jesus. It's not unreasonable to wave your hands and say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. I praise your name. I glorify you and I magnify you. He's not asking us to do anything that's unreasonable, just your reasonable service. What is reasonable? What is reasonable in the sight of God? You got to ask God. And do not be conformed to the world. We can't be conformed. We can't do like the world do. 
We can't do like the world do. We can't be like the world because the world does not know who God is. So we've got to watch who we watching. We got to watch who we looking at. We got to watch who we following. All of these things, we cannot be conformed to the world, but, our, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So our minds got to be renewed. Lord, this is the time that I want my mind to be renewed during this fast, dear God. Lord, so, Lord, the things that you told me to do. Anybody recognize some things that God told them to do in 2021 that you didn't do? There's some things that the Lord told me to do in 2021 I didn't do. So I got to ask God to renew my mind. Renew my mind that I'll go back and do those things that you told me to do, dear God. Lord, because I've been disobedient. I know what you told me to do. I heard, heard one of the members say, I know what my gifting is. I know what I ought to do. But if you know what you ought to be doing, we got to be walking in the things that God would have us to do. If you know that you have a, if that you got a gift of prophecy, you better start prophesying. If you know that you got a gift of, uh, of, of being able to, to speak in tongues and being able to interpret the tongues and you need to go ahead on and do it if you know that you've been called to teach and preach the word of God it's nothing but you to do but to go ahead on and do it and get your mind renewed get your mind right so you can do the will of God so you can do the things that God has told you to do what has God told us to do that we're just sitting down doing nothing oh Lord forgive us dear God for our disobedience when we have failed to do what you told us to do Oh, you tell us to do things and we're waiting on somebody else to do it. But we can't wait for somebody else because God called you to do it. And if God calls somebody else to do it, then you still got to get up and do it because God called you to do it. And so we have to know your mind need to be renewed. Renew your mind that you may prove what is good, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What is good to God? What is acceptable to God? What is God's perfect will? Lord, your perfect will to do your will, to let people know sometimes people are going to get upset with us because they don't want to hear the truth. Sometimes people don't, they don't, people don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear how God has blessed you, and yet you won't give God no praise. God has opened up the window of heaven, and, and you keep keeping your mouth closed. You better stop keeping your mouth closed when God has been good to you. You better stop hiding your blessings when God has opened doors. You better stop. God is blessing children. You better stop. Be, and, and then people worrying about somebody going to think that I'm trying to brag. No, I'm not trying to brag. I'm, well, maybe I am. I'm trying to brag and let you know how good my God is. So I'm going to tell you, if you think I'm bragging, I'm sorry. I'm not bragging. God has been good. God has opened doors. God has blessed your mind. God blesses my mind to do this. So God blesses my mind to do that. And people think that I, I, I got to keep my blessings. I got to keep the things that God is doing. I got to keep it a secret. But no, you can't keep it a secret. You better tell somebody because somebody need to know that God is still passing out blessings. Somebody need to know that God is still passing out miracles. Somebody need to know that even though even though my loved one won't serve you, God is still good to my loved one. And then tell my loved one, you know goodness. Well, God been good to you. Why won't you tell God thank you? Why won't you tell God that you've been good? God has opened doors for you, but you won't open your mouth and say, Lord, I thank you. But as soon as something negative happened, you ready to, to, to say, God, where you at? God, you didn't left me. God never left you. But you won't give him the praise. We sit and we wait 
But God is blessing. We've been set apart to let people know it's nothing but the grace of God. God blesses our body. Oh, Lord, I thank you. He blessed our body. He blessed us up and down the highway. Sometimes you, you're, you're running your car on, on, on tires that ain't no good, but he blessed you to drive 60, 70 miles an hour. He blessed you not to break down. He blessed you in your home. No goodness where you've had people that have been right in their home and have died because of carbon monoxide poisoning. You don't even know it, but yet you wake up every day. You got the same type of equipment in your own house, but you wake up and you can't tell God, thank you. We are set apart to let people know God has been good. Is what we're doing perfect? Is, is what we're doing acceptable? And it's time for us to really, really talk to God and ask God, is what I'm doing acceptable to you, dear God? Is my worship acceptable? Is my praise acceptable? Is what I'm doing, Lord, acceptable to you? Lord, are you pleased with my praise? Are you pleased with my prayer life? Are you pleased with my time that I spend with you in study and prayer? Are you pleased? And Lord, if you're not pleased, reveal it to me. Reveal it to me so I will be obedient and do the things that you have called me to do. We have to continue to seek after God to find out what it is that he wants us to do. We've been set apart. We have been set apart. We have been anointed, appointed to do his work and to do his will. Amen. Let's go to Deuteronomy 14. Deuteronomy 14 and verse 2 says, For the Lord has chosen you to be a people for him, for himself, a special treasure above all the people who are on the face of the earth. As a holy people, the Israelites were set apart. We as the children of God, because we have been grafted in, we are the Gentiles, we are still set apart. We are set apart to the Lord, separate from the nations, the chosen to practice the will of God on this earth. We've been called to practice the will of God on this earth. We have been called. We have been appointed. We have been chosen to do. We are set aside to do the will of God on his behalf. Amen. Hallelujah. We have been set apart. The Hebrew word translate holy means to be separate, to be distinct. We have to be separate. We have to be distinct. We have to be people that somebody look at us and know that we're not like other people. People ought to see something different. Our conversation should be different. Even how we handle when we get upset ought to be different. We ought not be cussing people out when we get upset. We ought not be laying them out when we get upset. We ought to be able to let somebody know I'm bothered right now. Some things is bothering me. I found myself upset on Friday. I was, I was really hot. But I, I thank God that I didn't take it out on other people. I had to say, I'm very upset right now. I'm very upset. But the Bible say anger, but sin not. So it don't say that we can't get upset. You can get upset. You just can't sin when you get upset. You can't be unseemly when you get upset. People still need to know that you know God. They still need to know, I know when you upset, but, and then when you upset, I won't bother you. But at least when you upset, you don't treat nobody differently. We can't be upset and treat everybody like we upset with everybody. We got to be set apart. We got to be holy. We got to be distinct. 
We got to do the things that God has called us to do. We got to say the things that God has called us to say. We have to know what the, what the purpose is for us. We, as we go into this fast and prayer, as we go fasting and believing, we need to continue to keep the word of God before us. We need to have a scripture that we put on our heart and ask God to speak a word to me about this scripture. What is it that you want me to get from this word? Lord, I know that you have formed me in my mother's womb, but what did you form me for, dear God? Dear Heavenly Father, I was abused and I was beaten and I was gone through. I went through so many things. My life was hard as a child. I, my mother didn't love me. My father didn't love me. I didn't know my father or my mother was estranged or whatever it may be. But God, you said in your word that you knew me before I was conceived. So Lord, what is it that you have called me to do? And the only way we're going to find out what he wants us to do is to by seeking him. Before I was born, I knew you. I remember carrying my children, didn't know what they were going to be like, who they were going to be like. Every last one of them are different. Same father, same mother, but every last one of them are different but each one of them are coming called for a purpose they all have an assignment we are on assignment to bring hope to people what kind of hope are you bringing people what kind of hope are you bringing to somebody's life what type of word what life are you speaking into somebody's life we have to be life speakers and not death speakers we have to speak life into people's situations who um who is in despair that you are around, that you can speak a word in and let them know, don't you know that God knew you? God knew that you were going to be in the situation that you're in, but the God that I serve is able to bring you out. Let's pray. We're going to pray. We're going to touch and agree that, the, that whatever you're going through, that God is going to work it out. And you're going to see, because as we pray for our children, we're believing that they will see the prayers that we are praying, and it will cause them to come to Christ. We are on assignment to bring hope to people. We are on assignment to help somebody when they are in despair. We are on assignment to make ourselves available to the assignment. God has for us because we have been set aside. We have been set apart. We have been appointed to do a work. We have been set aside. So are you making yourself available? Are you making yourself open? Are you available to the Lord when he's speaking to God? Are you listening to him? And do you know that, 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 that there is a plan that you have, and an assignment? Lord, what is the assignment? Reveal to me the assignment, dear God. It, it, it don't make a difference. It could be a great assignment. It could be a small assignment. But, Lord, whatever it is that you would have me to do, let me do it in the name of Jesus. Where are you? Where are you now on your job? What are you doing on your job? How are you speaking life into somebody's situation? What are you doing in your home? How are you speaking life in the lives of your, your, your family members? How are you speaking life in, in the lives of those that you personally associate yourself with? Are you speaking life? And do you know that God has sent you even in the people, lives that you have? God has sent you for a purpose to be a bright light to that person. God send these people to you, not for you to just have uh, uh, unnecessary and simple conversations, but to speak some type of life in their situation so they'll know that they've had a, 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 a touch, they've been touched, they, that God had them on their mind and that, and, and on his mind, and that you have had a word to speak to them. We want to thank and praise God that you are on assignment as we go into this fast. 
We've been chosen. We've been chosen. And you know, you're gonna have people, you're gonna have people that's gonna pass, and you're gonna have people that's not gonna pass, but it's not because they haven't been chosen. We've been chosen to take this time to, to really spend with God, take this time and really go before Him to know that He chose us. If you don't know what He chose you for, ask God, what did you choose me for? What you want me to do? What you want me to do? Just let me know what you want me to do. What is the assignment that you have for me? If, if whatever the assignment is, Lord, that you have for me, just reveal it to me and show me how to do it. There are going to be a, some assignments that some people are going to get in there, Lord, I don't know what to do. But as sure as you seek God, God is going to give you the plan and the purpose. He's going to show you step by step everything that you need to do. That's just the God that we serve. If there's an assignment that God has for you, and he wants you to do it, he's going to put you right on the path that you need to be in order to fulfill the purpose that he has for you. Know that you were formed for a purpose. Know that he already has something for you. Are you walking in the plan? Are you walking in his purpose? Are you walking on assignment? You know, I want to be on assignment for Christ. I want to be doing the thing that God would have me to do. I want, if he is sending me to say something, I want to be able to say it with fire and with vigor and with knowing that he is speaking to me and I've got to be obedient and do the things that he's called me to do because as I am obedient, you know blessings comes with obedience. Know what the purpose is he's going to bless not only is he going to bless you but he's going to bless your family because of your obedience he's going to bless the church because of your obedience because you're doing the things that he's caused you to do he's going that that blessings are going to come upon you and your household that blessings upon blessings upon blessings is going to come you know the things that we're doing now as mothers and fathers is going to bless our seed and our seed seed down through the down in the upcoming years we might not be here when the things take place in our family but if you know if you know and you know and you know that I can pray and I can send up timber for my children and for their children and for their children I might not be here for all the blessings that's going to come for my seed but I know that the blessings is going to come because he's called me to do this so if he's called you to pray pray like never before if he's called you to teach teach like never before if he's called you just to offer up sacrifice the praise praise him like never before if he's all if he's called you to write write out the words that God would have you to do whatever it is that God has called you to do just do it in the name of Jesus whatever he's called you to do it do it for the glory of God not for the glory of man not for the form of fashion not for people to see but all for the glory of God whatever it is that God has called you to do whatever assignment that he has for you just do it to the glory of God and know that when you are obedient that the blessings are going to come that doors are going to be open that the blessings and the favor of God is going to rest on you not only is it going to rest on you but it's going to rest on your family it's going to rest on your loved ones and even the ones that you try to get to understand you're going to find that they're even going to be blessed and if something is going to change in their heart something is going to change in their mind oh Lord I thank you right now dear God 
Lord, that when we come out of this, dear God, we're going to be stronger, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you right now, dear God. Lord, our relationship, dear God, is going to grow. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, our children are going to be blessed. Our children's children are going to be blessed. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, the church is going to be blessed. Lord, I thank you right now, dear God, for what you are doing, dear Heavenly Father. I thank you, dear God, for you created us, dear God. Before, dear God, we was just a thought, dear God. Parents didn't even know our name, dear God. But you knew our name, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for calling us by name, dear God. Lord, you called our name, dear Heavenly Father. And I thank you, Lord, for the call. I thank you, dear God, that before we were conceived in our mother's womb, you knew us, dear God. You knew the purpose, dear God. You knew the plan, dear God. Oh, Lord, before we was even came out, dear God, you already had us set aside, dear God. You already had us set apart, dear God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing, dear God. Thank you, Lord, for opening doors, dear God. Thank you, Lord, for moving by your power, dear God. Oh, Lord, I thank you right now, dear Heavenly Father. Open the doors, the windows, dear God. Have it being opened, dear God. Lord, thank you, Lord, for speak, dear God. Speak, dear God. Speak, Lord Jesus. Speak like never before. Speak like never before, dear God. Speak like never before, dear God. Oh, dear God, that they will hear your voice, dear God. That the blessings, dear God, that the, that the gifts, dear God, that have been lying dormant in this place, dear God, Lord, will begin to move, dear God. The gifts, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, will begin, dear Heavenly Father, to come alive, dear God. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm thanking you right now, dear God, for how you're going to bless this church, dear God, this body of Christ, dear God, in this fast. Thank you, Lord, for other churches, Lord, that are fasting, dear God, because I believe, dear God, Lord, that when they come out, dear God. Lord, churches, dear God, are going to be stronger, dear God. Lord, this Omicron, dear God, people are not going to be fearful, dear God. Lord, because you kept us, dear God. Lord, we thank you right now, dear Heavenly Father. Take us higher. Take us higher, Lord. Take us higher, dear God. Take us higher in your anointing, Lord. Take us higher in your praise, dear God. Take us higher, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, I thank you right now, dear God for everything that you've done, dear God. Thank you for your word, dear Heavenly Father. For your word is right, dear God. We thank and praise your name, dear Heavenly Father. Bless us, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you right now, dear God. Thank you, Lord, for opening up doors, dear God. Thank you, Lord, for blessing finances, dear God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for blessing relationships, dear God. Lord, I believe, dear Heavenly Father, you're gonna send people I believe it, dear God. I believe it, dear God. I believe it, dear God. I see it with my eyes, dear God. I see it. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. Oh, Lord, but help us, dear God, to wait. Help us, Lord, that as we wait, dear God, that we will praise your name, dear Heavenly Father. Help us, dear Heavenly Father, Lord. To lean and depend on you, dear God. Help us, Lord Jesus. Lord, sometimes we see with our eyes, dear God, and we get so weary, dear God. Oh, but Lord, I thank you right now, dear God, that we will not be weary in well-doing. 
who in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I thank you, dear God, that the that the seeds, dear God, that have been planted, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, for the harvest, dear God, that is going to come forth, dear God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for showing us, dear God, what it is and how we need to do it, dear God. I thank you, Lord, for revelation, dear God. I thank you, Lord, for knowledge, dear God. I thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for understanding, dear God, when we don't understand, dear Heavenly Father. And, Lord, I thank you, dear God, how you weave and link in things, dear God, and you give us greater revelation, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, because you help us to see, dear God, what we did not see at one point. But Lord, I thank you for opening our eyes. Open our eyes that we may see, our hearts that we may understand, and our ears that we may hear. And we thank you right now, dear God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen.